want to welcome everyone this evening to this Bible study. Um, I want to thank God for His help and His love. I want to thank God for how He has kept our families together. Thank God for His mercies that are new every morning. Great is the faithfulness of God. Uh, this evening we're going to be looking at um, a very important topic and I want us to do our, our utmost best to start and see if we can conclude it this evening in the, in the, in the bit of the time that we have and um, we'll trust God that He will make all things well and quick. Um, I will not want us to dwell so much on this because this, this, uh, there are important things that we ought to do and um, to continue from where we stopped on the power of God available to the church and to the believer. Because these are the times where the church needs to rise up and walk in the authority and act in the stead of God. Um, but there's something else that I want us to address this evening. It's just good for us to know and be well taught by the word. Um, before I go on, the purpose of this exhortation is not to engender strife or argument. Um, it's to bring clarity to the intent and the purpose of God. Um, we have not been called or given the ministry of argument, but rather the ministry of reconciliation, so that the primary objective of Christ for the church can be realized, which is reconciling men back to God. And um, as we grow in the things of God, we also learn to admonish one another in love. So the purpose of this meeting this evening is not to to castigate or put anyone down for us to learn and know as Christians what the Word of God says about certain thoughts. A question was asked and um, about COVID-19 or diseases. Is it from God or is it not from God? If it's not from God, then where is it from? And um, is, is the pandemic as a result of the anger of God over man or over the sin of the world? So people feel that the sin of the world these days has become too much, too heavy, that God couldn't bear it. So he had to um, find a way to inflict the world with the pandemic COVID-19. So as a believer, if you ask this question, what would be your defense? The Bible says um, uh, we should sanctify the Lord in our hearts and be ready to give an answer to everyone that asks us about the hope that we have in Christ. So it is the duty of the believer to have an answer when asked. So if, um, and the purpose of this discussion this evening is to put to bear and fall what the scripture says. You know, sometimes we tend to follow what 
people say. But the Bible has not enjoyed lots of follow people say, it enjoys lots of follow scriptures. And in particular, the New Testament. We are called out of the old into the new. So our primary domain now in Christ is the New Testament. So if you're going to be finding what the will of God is, you're going to look at the Bible. The Bible is old. And I will take time to explain this evening so we understand. So the question is, is COVID-19 a result of God's anger against the sin of the world? And if it's not, then where is it from? And uh, I've heard people rejoicing that their perceived enemies or enemies of the nation have been infected. And so they say, well, one more to go. That all the rich men should be infected so that they can know. No, as believers, we don't rejoice over evil. First Corinthians 13 says so. That love rejoice not at evil. For the love of God is being shared abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit given to us, Romans 5 and verse 6. So the believer in Christ must take a different perspective and follow New Testament principles and doctrine. And how do we do that? We do that by study and, and, um, and practice. So we want to start this evening and I want you to follow me closely with your heart and with your Bibles by your side. Let us pray. Father, we thank you this evening. We approach your word reverently. We approach your word gracefully. The entrance of this word gives it light and understanding to the simple. Tonight there's light. Tonight there's understanding. Amen. Lord, we hear your voice. We mature in your word. The eyes of understanding will be enlightened. Amen. We will know the hope of the call Amen. and what riches of the glory he has and inheritance for the saints. Amen. And what is the exceeding greatness of his mighty power towards all that believe Amen. according to the working of his mighty power, Amen. which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and has set him on his own right hand Amen. far above principalities Amen. and powers. Amen and dominion, Amen. and might, Amen. and every name that shall be named, Amen. both in heaven Amen. and on earth, Amen. and has made him to be the head of all things, Amen. and given him to be the head Amen. unto the church, Amen. which is the fullness of his body, Amen. to the glory and praise of the Father. Amen. Lord, tonight, everywhere this word gets into, I declare there's healing, Amen. I declare there's strength, Amen. I declare there's life, Amen. I declare there's power, Amen. I declare there's grace. Today we have your knowledge Amen. in abundance. And by, and, and by the reason of our knowing your mind, Lord, men are set free. Amen. Men are delivered Amen. in the name of Jesus. Amen. Anoint my tongue. Amen. Let it be like the pen of the ready writer. Amen. Lord, that I speak like your oracle. Amen. That the world may know your mind. Amen. Lord, I'm just a vessel. I, I, I know and I'm full of nothing. But you alone, Father God. Let me be praised. Let all the praise be yours. Amen. Take all the glory. Amen. All the glory for the healing. Amen. All the glory for the insight. Amen. And the direction. Amen. And the blessing amen. shall be yours forevermore. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. We all say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Amen. This evening I'm excited because the power of God is present whenever the word of God is preached and shared. So I want you to be expectant as we teach the word today. 
First and foremost, I want to um, let you let us know the mind of God. And it's not difficult to know the mind. You see, where we don't know the mind of God, we take everything we hear as God. Uh, but the way to know what God is saying is to look at what He has revealed to us about who He is and what He wants and what He's doing. First Timothy chapter 2, we find out in the Bible that Paul, by the Holy Spirit, began to admonish the believers and said to them, I exhort first therefore that supplications, intercessions, prayers, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for those who are in authority, that we may lead a peaceable and quiet life in all godliness and honesty. Now it means God wants all the leaders to be in a state of mind where they can do things that will be of immense benefit to the entire populace. So it is not God's will for any chaos to happen in the world. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. He said that we may live a peaceable and quiet life. Hallelujah. That means it is God's intention for the world to live in peace, to live quiet lives, to live peaceably. So it is not the intent of God for chaos, for disease and pandemic to pervade the world. He says, who will have all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. So God wants all men saved. So we know the will of God is to have all men saved. Hallelujah. Praise God. First, first sorry, second, Timothy 3 verse 9. Bible says, for God is not slack about his promise, but his long suffering toward all, not willing, hallelujah, not willing. So it's not possible for anyone to perish with COVID-19 and go to hell. Hallelujah. He said, not willing that any should perish. Praise God. For the devil is the one that comes to kill, to steal, and destroy. But Jesus came that we may have life and have it how many? In abundance. So there's something about, there's something about life about God. There's no death. Mm. Yeah. There's no death, no destruction. Proverbs um, 12, 38 says so. That in the pathway of the righteous is life. There is no death, no destruction. So if someone says that is the will of God for COVID-19 to come, that any believer who, who dies of it, that means his time is up. No. God will not take away the believer with COVID-19. Hallelujah. Praise God. You see, the Bible talks about the, the word of God as, the, as, as, as a sure word of prophecy. There is no prophetic word that can negate scriptures. No matter who says it. He says there's, been no, there's no prophecy spoken before now that is of any private interpretation. You cannot privately interpret prophecy outside the world. Any revelation, any dream, any utterance you are given that negates the will of God, call it a question. He says, first verse number two, that we may live a peaceable and quiet life when we pray for government. So the plan of God for the New Testament church is to have a peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. 
Why? Because we are still in this side of eternity. So God does not. He has a nature. And this evening I'm excited. I, 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 I pray that I can finish this, this talk. But, but, I'm, but I'm, I'm just trying to share with you the mind of God. I want to follow me with an open heart. Um, not with a bias, an open heart. So we can together understand. Um, the nature of God is not compatible with the infliction of pain. Just like an earthly father will, will not naturally inflict pain on his child. It's not his nature. When a parent does that, he's under influence. Hallelujah. When a parent inflicts pain on a child, it's not normal. Something has entered that father or that mother. So it's, it's, it's not the nature of God to inflict pain. The Bible, as we know it, is divided into two. The Old Testament and the New Testament. And, um, you know, the New Testament started from Genesis to Malachi. And then from Matthew to Revelation. Um, but technically, the New Testament, if you look at the Bible very well, um, is, the beginning is not Matthew chapter 1. And I'll explain to you. If you open with me to Hebrews 9, verse, from verse 15. Can we open our Bibles there? Amen. So sometimes some of the things we've, we've believed all this while, we need to start um, reteaching ourselves and... Um, and uh, so we know scriptures properly because we always use scriptures to interpret scriptures. We don't interpret scriptures in isolation. Hebrews chapter number 9, we'll read from verse 15. Hallelujah. And it says there, And for this cause he is the mediator of the New Testament, that is Christ Jesus, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgression, that were under the first testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance. For where a testament is, there must also of necessity be the death of the testator. For a testament is of force after men are dead. Otherwise, it is of no strength at all while the testator liveth. So, the new covenant was established on the premise of the coming of Christ. He says he has come to make the old depart and has come to bring the new. Hallelujah. So when Jesus came, he came to usher in the new covenant until he died. He didn't start. Because a covenant is of no force until the testator dies. So who is the testator here? It's Jesus. He's the one that came to initiate it. Hallelujah. So when did he die? He died towards the tail end or the tail of the Gospels. So actually, if you're going to look at it critically, the New Testament actually should begin from the, from the end of the Gospels after Jesus died and resurrected. So the earlier part is still technically part of the Old Covenant. But that's why we are going this up this, this evening just to let you know that a testament is of effect and becomes enforceable after the testament dies. This is what it means. When a man writes a will, the will cannot be effected on, 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 as long as the man is still living. And that's why people are prone to changing the will when the man is alive. 
So never count on a wheel that you've seen until the man dies and the fresh wheel comes out. So when the man dies, that's when the lawyers have the right to read the wheel. No child can inherit the father on the wheel while the father is living. So all the promises of God for the new church would come into effect when Christ hung on the cross and cried, It is finished. The moment he cried, It is finished, that's when the New Testament began. Hallelujah. Praise God. Alright, let me quickly go. The Old Testament of Covenant is a story of the account of the separation of the Jews or the, or the Israelites unto God as a nation through which his Messiah will come to restore God's creation back to God. So everything we see in the Old Covenant, the ordinances, the laws, the sacrifices, were all pointing to Christ. So when you look at the Bible holistically, the central theme is Christ. Everything points to Jesus. So everything that happened in the Old Testament, Genesis to Malachi, the central theme is Christ. So the Bible is basically Christocentric. It's all about Jesus. When you read it with the eyes of Jesus, then it makes more sense to you when you get to the New Testament. Hallelujah. I will, I will talk more a little bit this in the future as we make progress. Jesus Christ said in Matthew 5, 17, He says, Do not misunderstand me. I did not come to abolish the laws of Moses and the prophets, but I come to do what? To fulfill it. So everything they wrote was him, about him, and in him, when he came, he came to perfect it. Praise God. Hallelujah. This is interesting to know because it's a key for us to understand what we're saying today about God's nature and God's character. So it's all about him. Hallelujah. Um, you see, when we examine the nature of God, or rather, even before I even go there, if you look at the scriptures one more time, John 1 17, the Bible talks about Jesus. Jesus coming to give grace. To the world. The law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus. And God speaking to Moses in Deuteronomy chapter number 18. He says to them, a prophet like unto myself, the Lord will raise unto you. From amongst you. And when he comes, you must listen to him. So God was already preparing the people to know that in the dispensation of the old covenant, they had a shortcoming of revelation. The total nature of God wasn't revealed to them in the old. So he had told them beforehand that a time will come when he will raise to them another prophet that will come and speak and that prophet they must listen to. And that prophet is Jesus. So it means, going forward, there are some things that I still have to say to you, but right now you can't receive them. When the prophet, which is the Messiah, comes, he will now reveal those things. And therefore, whatever he says to you and about me, follow him. Now this is instruction. And then to examine the nature of God, 
we will look at it from two perspectives. God's nature is not, is not, is not, is not, how do I use that? It's not compatible with evil. We can't associate God with evil. It's anti-scripture. And I'm going to prove it to you today by the Holy Spirit. I'm going to look at it from analyzing the scripture before the introduction of sin. And I will analyze the scripture by the introduction of Christ. I said again, I will analyze this thought and try to explain to us the nature of God from Genesis before, the, before sin came in and I will analyze it to us after Christ came. Because Christ actually is the, is, is, the, is, the, is the grand revelator of who God truly is. Praise God. You know, you cannot judge a man by what someone else says about him. You only judge him by what he says about himself. Praise God. Hallelujah. But don't let me jump myself. COVID-19, is it God that brought it to punish the sin of the world? Let's look at it from scripture. Genesis chapter 1 to chapter 2 gives us an introduction to creation and to God. We saw God first on the scene creating the universe in His glory and His splendor. He made the firmament. He made everything. From there we discovered that God is a creator. God is creative. God is kind. God is because He loves life. So we can see his nature at play in his creation. Amen. And when he finished the display of his character in his creation, he said one thing. That everything that is done is what? Good. Mother word. So when God manifested, we saw him doing everything good. There was no report, There's no, there was nothing untold, there was nothing destructive, there was nothing, 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 nothing that, 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 that suggests pain or disease in the beginning. So when people get pregnant and some children are de- deformed, they blame it on God. No, it's not God. I'm coming in shortly. God doesn't create deformed children. Hallelujah. And this, I feel somebody who is pregnant, you're, you're feeling, you're, you're feeling that, that there might be deformity upon the child. Just as I let you know, that child will come out healthy. Amen. You'll come out whole. Amen. Rest your heart. Amen. Believe the word of God. Amen. And shall be sold unto you. Amen. Someone say amen. amen. So we see that it was good. There was nothing abnormal or imperfect. Please know that. And when God finished, he rested. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, notice that in chapter 3 of Genesis, God came, or God usually come on to, to man that he has created to commune and fellowship. And God gave an instruction that you, must, you can eat from every tree, but there's a particular tree in the garden that you eat of. For the day you eat of it, you surely die. And man heard, and man obeyed, until such a time when the devil succeeded in deceiving the man. 
And when man ate the fruit, man lost contact. So, the absence of God from the scheme of man is the introduction of chaos. I say it again. The moment God withdrew because man disobeyed, the opening became became so large for the devil to come in. Please follow me carefully. Because if we, if we don't know this, we won't know how to address the devil. Once we allow the devil to make us believe and perceive that all, he, all is happening in the world is from God, then we relax and, 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 and allow him to invade our spaces and invade our church and invade our people and invade the world evil. But if we know that it's not from God, then we can take our stand in the spirit and rebuke it and, and pray down the will of God on the earth. So from the beginning, God did not create sickness or disease. It was the absence of God or the suspension of God's presence that paved the way for disease. Adam's fall brought about the opening and the surrender of his authority, thereby putting him in charge of the world. So when Adam disobeyed, he gave the devil the authority. But before the devil got the authority, there was peace. There was quietness. There was perfectness. And there was calm. Hallelujah. You see, I want to know at this junction that the devil actually rules this world. Because of the fall of Adam. And ever since that happened, he has been in charge of the world. And the only ones that have escaped his authority and influence are those who have been saved in Christ. Hallelujah. For Christ has redeemed us out of darkness. He said, for the whole world lies still in darkness. But we will be redeemed out of it. Praise God. But the fact remains that the devil is still the god of this world. And he's in charge. He's a prince. He's in charge. And whoever is in charge of the territory determines what happens. Now follow me closely. How do I know that we say, Pastor? Matthew 4 and verse 9. The devil came to tempt Jesus. And he says, Matthew 4 verse 8 to 9. He says he took Jesus to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of this world. He showed Jesus. And he said to him, I will give it all up to you if you can bow down and do words and worship me. Now, now, the Bible says it's temptation. Now, if it's not a real fact, it won't be a temptation to Jesus. If he didn't own it, he won't claim it. If it wasn't his, Jesus would have told him, shut up, it's not yours. But Jesus knew that at that point, it was still his because of the fall of man. And the reason God sent him was to restore man back to his original state by the sacrifice of, of the cross by the blood. Hallelujah. So if it, if, if, if it were not so, Jesus would have stopped him. So the devil practically till now is in charge of the face of this world. Second Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. 
It says, if a gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Those whom the God of which world, no, which world, which world, that is that the God of this world, and he has authority over men, he is able to blind their mind that they may not see. That means some men you see walking on the earth today, that have two eyes open, actually, there is a, a spiritual force walking on their minds. Sometimes they see, they see not. It says they see and see not. They hear and hear not. That they might, they, they, they might, they might repent and be converted and be healed. Listen, the reason men are not because I'm being healed is because they are not seen. And who is the one behind the blindness? The God of this world. Hallelujah. So let's put scriptures in perspective, and then we can, we can, we can actually follow God. Well. Now, I, 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 I won't go much on this, but, but read, read afterwards Ephesians 2, verses 1 and 2. The Bible says, the Bible calls him the prince of the power of the air, who now was. It, it, it says, you who were once dead in your sins, as if quickened to himself. It says, we were once under the influence of the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now was in the children of disobedience. So, right now, right now, everyone who is not born again is a child of what? Disobedience. And the prince that controls them is called the prince of the power of the air. That's the devil. The serpent. That old serpent. Hallelujah. So we see that it is not God. From the beginning, God made all things well until the fall. Until the fall. Until the fall. And that was why when Adam fell, God refused him to eat of the tree of life. Because that tree was actually what, what kept him healthy all through. But when sin came, he lost the authority to that tree. And coughs and tissue came upon the earth. The teaching that God brings plagues to teach people a lesson or punish them for sins is not rooted in the New Testament. If the doctrine festers and we, uh, and, and, and we allow it to, to, to fester, it will hinder people from believing that God actually wants them healed and has already healed them. Because they are believing that God is the one behind it. Once you believe that God actually um, is behind the plague of sickness, then it will not be possible for us to believe God. When we believe that God is the one behind the plague, and, and until He is fully satisfied that His, his rod has been, has been, has been, has been appeased, uh, then, 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 then He might probably lift the siege. No, that's not God. Hallelujah. You see, when Christ hung on the cross, the wrath of God was fully satisfied. Hallelujah. Before Christ came, the wrath of God was over mankind. But when Christ hung on that cross, the wrath of God, the penalty for the justice of the sin of the world, Matthew, not just a few, but a sin of the world was fully paid for and fully, fully, fully paid for. Listen, the sacrifice of Christ can atone for 40 billion people on the earth. Even if it's 100 billion, it's, 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 it's infinite. The redemption is infinite. So, so, so we can't say it's because men have sinned. Listen, there's no amount of sin that man can sin now that the blood of Jesus has not absorbed. 
No, I said again, the blood of Jesus has absorbed everything. Now, this is hard to believe because of our, of our, of our traditional belief, alright? But no, that blood has absorbed everything that mankind will see. When God looks at Jesus, He looks at His sacrifice. And this evening, I want to let you know, that God, at the time goes on, will not even judge the world. It is people themselves that will judge themselves. It says in, in, in John 3, it talks about for God said that God said the world, He gives only one Son that who believe in our is. It says, For God did not send His Son to the world to condemn the world, but the world through Him might be saved. For He that believeth, shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be condemned. Listen, it is not even the sin that condemns men right now. It is their own belief. So I said again, it is not the sin of men that condemns men anymore. It is their own belief. So it is, the, it is the duty of the church now to present the gospel to them in the way they can understand. It is not to give them fear or, or to, no, no, no. It is to tell them there is a good news. Listen, in the presence of what you've done, the price has been paid. And when Christ comes in you, when you come in Christ, it gives you the grace and the strength to go and live without sin henceforth. So it is not the sin of man that gets God, no, 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 that gets man into hell anymore. It is the unbelief, it is man's refusal to receive and accept the finished work of redemption on the cross that sends men to hell. So God will not send this to teach men lesson. No, the blood of Jesus has absorbed it already. Let me run. Now, let's look at Christ to be able to understand the nature of God. And I show you the chart from Genesis. Now let's look at Christ. Why do we look at Christ? Because he told Moses to tell them that look, I will raise from amongst you a prophet that will come from yourself. And when he comes, you should listen to him. Now you don't just want to listen to somebody when if there's nothing else you want to say. Please follow me. You don't tell a people to listen to someone if there's nothing else the person has to say. So God knew that Jesus will come. So he had prepared their hearts how we are, how we eat before his coming. And therefore, when Christ came, he came to reveal God. If there's anyone who is qualified to reveal God to man, it is the one who has seen God and has been with him. And that person is Christ. Jesus actually came to reveal the true nature of God. He came to reveal the goodness, the love, the power of God to mankind. Man had perceived God in a particular mode for generations and ages. But when Christ came, he came to reveal to God his nature. Do we know that? Let me show you this afternoon. This is in Hebrews rather. In Hebrews one, verse three, the Bible said about Jesus, "Who is the brightness of God's glory?" Amen. The express image of His person. 
That means Jesus is the brightness of the glory of God, one, and is the express now, express image of God's person. Praise God. That means when you see Jesus, you have seen God. Hallelujah. As I just told you, we're discussing the, the notion that God is punishing the world with COVID-19. Because this is going right now, this is trending in the church, around the nation, and it's for the price. But we're trying to do this teaching to, to give us a right perspective of God and who God is. So he trusted us, you can just follow. So Hebrews 1 3 says, Jesus is the brightness of his glory and the expectation of his person. It means when we see Jesus, we see God revealed in him. So that means Jesus is qualified to reveal and tell us the true mind and the character and nature of God. Colossians 2 verse 9. The Bible says, for in Christ, in him, dwelleth all, someone say all, someone say all, all the fullness of God bodily. Ah, that, 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 that just shows us that Jesus actually is God on earth. John 10 verse 30, the Bible says, Jesus remarking about himself when he was accosted. He said that I and my father are one. So if they are one, it means everything that Jesus does, the Father is doing it. If we want to know the nature of the Father, then we look at the nature of Jesus, glory to God. Amen. We don't look at the nature of the Father by what someone says is his nature. No, we look at his nature from someone who is in him and who is one with him and equally eternal with him. So Jesus says, I am the Father, we are one. He is the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. That means Jesus is a carbon copy of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a thing to rejoice about. That means Jesus is a revelator. Jesus is, 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 is the light that brings to bear who God truly is. That means from the old covenant, they are trying to reveal God, but because they've not seen him, sometimes they assume who he is. Sometimes they interpret from their perspectives. But Jesus has come to make it clear and plain to us to see. Hallelujah. So if we want to truly know the nature and the character of God, Look at all that Jesus did in his earthly walk. In Acts 1, from verse 1, Luke, writing by the Spirit of God, to Theophilus and the church general, he said, the things that I write to you are the things that Jesus began both to do and to teach. So you can say, the things that God began both to do in him, or right, the things that God began to reveal in him, the nature that God began to reveal in him, so the world can truly know who he is and relate with him in that perspective. Glory to God. God has been so wrongly misrepresented to the world that the world is questioning the nature of our God, the, the, the love of our God. And because we, 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 we have religious scriptures to interpret scriptures adequately well. Amen. So if God fully dwells in Christ, then all that Christ did, He did it in the behalf of God, because God is spirit and cannot be seen or reasoned. Amen. 
Hallelujah. So all that Jesus did, He did by God. There are many times when people have, you know, you know, you know, you know, pin evil things to God. Or who claim that the plague in Egypt was, was by God, the, the, the God was the one that afflicted Job and you know all those things. We'll come back there before I end this meeting. And I don't want to say too long because there's much more to do. Because right now it is also rise up and begin to address the devil and stop him in his tracks. If we begin to believe that God is the one that's killing believers, and by plague, hey, we are playing to the gallery, we are playing to his hand. That's the trick from the pit of hell. No, God wants us to know that it is not him that brings evil. For how God anointed Christ under the rule of power. And about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil, all oppressed of the devil. All oppressed of the devil. The oppressor is the devil. The oppressor is not God. The oppressor is not God. And healing all that were oppressed. Listen, the oppressor is not God. It's the devil. Hallelujah. If we don't know this, we will sit down and ask him in faith as this. Child of God, the oppressor is the devil. And we must stop him. We must stop him. Hallelujah. Look at the earthly work of Jesus closely. We see his nature clearly from the old covenant. There's a change in perspective from what Jesus revealed. Listen, everything in the old covenant is pointing to Jesus. So when Jesus came, he came to reveal to us the total fullness of what the old covenant was saying. Now, let me share this with you. One day, Elisha got angry in the old covenant and called down fire to destroy some troops that came from the Sidon king. I know we love thee so much, the God that answered by fire, the God of fire. You know, if I'm a man of God, let fire consume you. You know, we love that. It's okay. And the fire consumed them. You can find that, that, that story in Second Kings 1 verse 10. On another occasion, the same Elijah. <laughs> sorry, the same Elijah. One day he was, he was walking and was coming towards the road and some little, little children, about 48 little innocent children, just playing on their own innocently. And they called him, you bald head man. Obviously he got angry and wanted the bear to come. And the bear came and devoured them in the whole covenant. Interesting. You know, you know some who can be right and stand and cause anybody who opposes them in ministry. I cause you because there's a basis for the cause in the old covenant. Now let me show you what the Bible says in the New Testament. Please follow me closely. You see, in Luke 9 56, Jesus was coming to preach in Samaria, and the people did not receive him, almost similar to what happened to Elisha. And when they opposed the power of God. James and John got angry and mad that Elijah did. And were expecting Jesus to validate their anger. And I'm showing you the nature of God as revealed in Christ. John 1.17, he says, The law was given and came through Moses, but grace and sublimity. God has revealed his nature. His nature is the nature of grace, is gracious, and is full of truth. Hallelujah. It's not full of anger. It's not full of wrath. Hallelujah. Amen. James 1, verse 16. My brethren on earth, for every good and perfect gift comes from above. That was above. Above. From the Father of life, in whom there is no what? 
very blessed person of Tony. Say of his hope, free will, he had begun us by the word of God. That would be like a false fruit among the brethren. He says, brethren, do not, do, do not give yourselves to wrath or to anger. For the wrath of man walketh not God's righteousness. So God doesn't walk in wrath. So Jesus made a definite statement revealing the nature and character of God. Here we told them. He says, no, you cannot call down fire. Because they have read in first Kings. You know, the early apostles read a lot. They read in the, in, 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 in the old covenant that when you are offended, you call down fire. He says, no, 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 no. This is what God meant when he says, when I come, you, I have come to fulfill. I'm coming, I'm coming to reveal to you what God intends, what his original intent is, is not to call fire to destroy, not to call disease or pestilence or, or, or war to consume, but to bring life. So he says, no, you can't kill them, even if they, don't, if they refuse to, to listen to gospel. You know, somebody says, because the world has, has refused Christ. That's why, no, 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 no. Jesus, it happened in the day of Jesus Christ. Check it in Luke's gospel. 9, verse 6. So he told them, no. That the son of man has not come to call fire to destroy, but do what? To save. So the, the son of man came to save. He came to reveal the salvation, the graciousness of God. So one thing you must learn there is that Jesus said, I came to save. I didn't come to destroy. My nature is, is, is salvation. It's not destruction. My nature is healing. It's not pestilence. My nature is long-suffering, it's compassion, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not vendetta. God is not a wicked God. God is not a mean God. Our God is gracious. Our God is kind. Our God is love. Our God is like, praise be the name of the Lord forevermore. Don't let see what the devil is doing on our God. That is the agenda from the field of hell. So he can distract us from the main issue. And then, and then, and then, and then, and then, and then we focus on the listen. God has called us to reconciliation and being a blessing to the world by stopping what the devil is doing in our world. So who is the one behind COVID-19? I'm coming there. Praise God. So if God was the one inflicting the pain, then Christ came to counter what God has done. For a kingdom that God against itself cannot stand. Praise God. If God was the one that inflicts disease on the world, then Jesus came to alter everything that, that God had put in motion. Alright. Jesus said, you know the, the Son can do nothing except the Father. That is everything Jesus did, the Father was back in him. I love that. It says also in John chapter 5 verse 17, it says, My Father walketh that I walk. That is every walk of healing and miracle that Jesus did on earth, he was doing it by the hand of the Father. That is God was not the one. If, if he has done it against God's cross, we damage, he and God are not, are not in sync. They're not. And, um, praise God. God is not in the business of making people sick. He's not. Now, Acts 10, 38 is an interesting portion of scripture that every believer in the new covenant must pay attention to. And it says one thing there so strong. How God anointed Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power and he went about doing good and healing all. Everybody say all. 
that were oppressed, I wonder whether they were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. The healing that, that were, the, the healing of the oppressed is not, it, now that healing is not emotional healing. Sometimes people say, maybe it's a mild healing. It's just, no, no, no. It's actually healing people of disease, of plagues, and pandemics, and all sorts. So when Christ came, he came to execute the will of God on the earth. And the key word there is oppression. So who is the oppressor? The oppressor there is clear. It is the devil. It is not God. Jesus speaking in Luke 13, 16. He said about a woman who had an infirmity. I like that scripture. He said this woman had been sick for how many years? 18 whole years. And she had an infirmity of the back. She was bent. It would be a plague in, in, in the days. But I, I can call it cerebral bentness. If it is like that. But she was bent in her back. And she's been like that for how long? 18 years. And Jesus made a statement. So why I that angry? Ought not the son of man to heal this daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound low these 18 years? It means that woman has been bound by who? By Satan, not God. So God doesn't bound people with disease and sickness. Jesus clearly says that, that she has been bound by Satan. So Satan is the bounder. Satan is the oppressor. God is the liberator. God is the healer. God is opposed to disease and pandemic. It is not in his nature to inflict the world with disease. God has no sort of disease in heaven. He has a place where he keeps infirmity and brings it at his own will. When he's angry, I just, Nigeria, you have prepared me, take, take, take the bullet. Um, uh, America, I want to show you when, because you've been, you've been so, your, your sin has come up to me, hallelujah, and I'll, I'll put one disease upon you. No, no. When Jesus died on the cross, he took the wrath of God from that day until now, and eternity, I will fully satisfied. God is waiting on men to receive the grace of the saving power of Jesus, and the work of the believer is to present to them this gospel. And Paul said, for not ashamed of the God of Christ, for it is the power of God, hallelujah, unto all that believe. The gospel is the power of God to break what the devil has done. God is not, it's only, it doesn't inflict. He's a good God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Before I proceed, let me say this. God truly is not angry with humanity anymore. His wrath has been fully satisfied. John 3 16, for God to love the world, give. Romans 5 17. For if by the offense of one, death reigned on all. Much more also, those who have received abundance of grace. And the gift of righteousness shall reign. Listen, when we say reign, reign, reign means taking dominion. There's no plague, there's no pain in reign. If by the death of one sin came, poverty came, much more by the death of one also we shall all live. And this evening, I have a thought. So if God does not bring evil, then who does? That's the next question to ask. 
And before I get down in here, I want to say to you, the understanding of the nature of God helps us magnify God and worship Him more and put the devil in his place. We can't believe for healing if we believe God is behind everything that the devil does on the earth. Pandemics, epidemics, wars, famine, earthquake, they are not from God. If God would give people who were in the wilderness of a three billion people food every day for 40 years, what will you do to him that will make you put famine on you so God will teach you a lesson? No, it is not in tandem with the will of God. Jesus saw them hungry and he says, no, they can't go without being food. He fed them with five loaves and two fishes. It's his business to feed people. So God is not the author of famine, of drought, of earthquakes, of pandemics, of disease. It's not in tandem with God's nature and the church must know this. You know, how does this thing come? It comes because of man's inhumanity to man. And the battle for supremacy and dominance fueled by hatred and influenced by the devil. It comes because man is inhumane to, to himself. And because of the fight for dominance, supremacy and, and, and comfort. By, uh, 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 and I see it's a devil that propels it because once man is not content with what he has, it goes away to do anything to get, to get what he needs. I explain this to you. Have you observed that the report we had in the last one month that the, 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 the atmospheric pollution level in the world globally has reduced drastically? The air pollution that causes fog, perspective issues in India, in China, in middle of the world, and even in the US. In fact, I read the report, the weather is clear that they don't see this good for decades. And this is what they've been fighting to do. Now it shows you that when men come down with respiratory diseases and becomes a global issue, can we not pin that on God? No, it's man's activity against itself. Because man wants to dominate and wants to have prosperity. China wants to be in the middle of the world. So they don't care who's, who, who, who pays for it. They don't care the answer that comes. U.S. are fighting. Russia is fighting. So whatever they're doing that the world doesn't know affects ultimately the health of the world. So it's not God. You know, sometimes when I watch wars, I wonder, why will men fight? Why would they be famine because of war? It's because man has invented a weapon of destruction. Uh, does God have armory of, 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 of um, taking for seven in heaven? Does God supply bomb and grenades to men? Does God supply biological weapon? Does he supply chemical weapon? Does God supply independent that someone in North Korea can use to send missiles to up to US or Africa and destroy it. So these things are God. Hallelujah. The church must know that. And everyone who thinks of such destruction of magnitude is not being influenced by the Spirit of God. The one behind him is the devil. 
The devil is the one that is behind them and is getting them to do things that can kill and destroy the world in no time. So how do we end world wars? Take away world weapon and the world wars will end. To be clear tonight, God is not the author of pain. He's a good God. He's gracious and merciful. He heals and bless. He is light. He is love. And he has the best of humanity in heart. Before I close this evening, if it is not from God, then where is it from? James 1, verse 17 says again, Every good and perfect gift comes from above. So every wrong and imperfect gift comes from the devil. So if you see him doing anything imperfect, address him. Don't wait on God. God has given us the authority. He has given the church the right to stop him in his tracks. And that was why Jesus came. So for this purpose was the second manifest that he might destroy the works of the devil and he has done his part and now the battle is in pass of the church. Let the church not give an excuse anymore while the world should still lie in danger, while the believers should still be sick and be in pain because we feel so or because it's long we have had that right of it. No, it must change. It is not the will of God for the world to perish. And God has no sickness in heaven. He has no disease factory. All he produces is good and healing and grace. John 10, 10, Bible says, For the thief cometh but for to kill, to steal, and destroy. And who is the thief? The devil. So let's put the blame on who the blame is to him. He's on. He's the devil. He's the one that has the power to do evil on earth. God is the one that resists and stops him. I'm coming shortly there before I close this evening. Because this is not something we should stay on. We should be working on how to work more in the power and authority of the church rather than pushing. And clearly, that the devil, or rather, that God is the one inflicting. So once he does it and is fully satisfied, if he kills one billion people, then he should be looking for him. He will have drunk enough blood to appease his anger. No, the blood of Jesus is sufficient to appease the anger of God. John 8 44, the Bible says, For ye are of the Father, the devil, and the lost the Father, ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, hallelujah. And he abode or he abides not in the truth. When he speaks a lie, he speaks his own. He was a murderer from the beginning. From the very beginning, he's a a mother and a father of mother and a father of life. So if you're looking for the father of mother of disease and pandemic, it is the devil, hallelujah. God has no storm of COVID-19. God has no storm of COVID-20. God has no storm of God has no talk of pneumonia. He has nothing. It is it, 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 incompatible with God's nature. God's nature is healing. His life and grace. Hallelujah. And the church has been commissioned to go forth and have this good news that the world may be saved and the world may live in peace and the world may be in glory to God. Look at this. Lo, this woman been bound. This 18 years by the devil. Ought she not be set loose? So Christ came to set loose. That which has been bound by the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. This evening, as I begin to run up, somebody asked me or said, "Then if God is not the one that um, um, does plague, then who brought the plague in Egypt?" You see, you don't interpret scripture 
in isolation. Hallelujah. Looking at everything I've said this evening, if you plug the graph of God with one scripture, there are many scriptures that you can bank on that reveals to you the nature and the character of God. But let me say this to you before I even go there. You know, Job taught. Job taught that God was the one that was afflicting him. In fact, Job went ahead to be offering sacrifices to God. He was offering preventive sacrifice so his children would not be afflicted, not knowing that God is not the one that brings it. We see in Job chapter 1, from verse 1, that, that one day the Son of God came before, before God, and they also came and said, and said, and said to him, I said to Job, that, 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 that there's only like him, God, God being part of Job. And said, I said to him, no, 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 it, 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 it's not as you think he is. It's because you are, it's because you are shielding him now, mad that word. For the first time you see that actually, it was the protection of God against the devil that gave Job sin. So many of said. He said, is it not you that made a hedge around him that it cannot be lost? That is, God makes a hedge. If God makes a hedge, that is, is protecting people from an aggressor. He can inflict himself with what he's praying for. He said, he said take him now off the hedge, and I will strike him. And it's the person that God allowed him. Amen. God it is the other, but God allowed it because of Job his servant. God removed the edge. But the owner of the aggression is still the devil. If God will feel an edge around, it means God intends to preserve and keep everyone of his own. When the world is faced with pandemic and issues, it means the devil is out as something. And the church must come to the point where it knows and is able to actually address it. So can God allow some things? Yes, he can. The fact that he allows it does not mean it is from him. God allowed Satan to get a job because Job loved God. And God wanted to show the devil that yes, it will lose me. So God was not the one that actually inflicted Job with disease. For God had no stock of it. Now back to Egypt at the close. We read in the scripture that God said play. Really? When he came to Pharaoh, he said, Pharaoh, let my people put themselves in. Pharaoh told him, he said, I know not the Lord. So he had no knowledge of who God is. Pharaoh knows something about God's goodness. All he had known is the wrath of the devil. And when they came before him, God wanted to let his people go. And the only way he can let them go, or the only way Pharaoh can hear, is after that is having, is to show him and, 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 and bring to bear and bring to forth something that will, that will touch his body and God does not have it. And by scripture, God actually did not inflict. God allowed 
It will happen. Yes, true. Moses or Aaron will stretch the rod and the, and the, and the place will come forth. No, they didn't produce it. If, 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 if you remember words, when, 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 when Moses dropped down his rod, they didn't drop down there. They had, they, they had the devil put those in before Moses came. So it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't Moses and God manufacturing those elements. No, it was the devil, but God allowed it to come because those things have been there already. Listen to me. I read in Exodus 15 26 that God permitted, or God allowed, he said, he said, he said, if you stop me, he said, he said, I, 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 will, I will not, I will not allow. And now, now, that one is, is crucial there. Giving all the scriptures we've seen about God's nature. As revealed before the fall, and as revealed by the rest of Jesus Christ, it was permitted. It wasn't manufactured by God. So tonight I want the church to know that God puts an edge around His people. God doesn't manufacture disease, doesn't manufacture pain, doesn't manufacture pandemic. Because if we go with this rhetoric, it will weaken us, it will weaken the authority and our resolve to press in and push in for men to be saved and men to be healed. Because you can believe that God is putting this on me to teach me a lesson or to, or to appease himself because they are so sin. I want to believe that they will become lethargic and rest and allow maximum influence from the devil against the church. God has received the hedge around Job before the devil could strike. That means the devil has determination. Everything is not in God's. Do you notice in Christ's early work that there was no one that came to him like him? Do you notice that? You know, if there were once there were ones that God was punishing. You tell no, God is punishing you. So your time is not up yet for, for healing. No. In fact, as a point they ask him, who sins? Because they ingrained in their minds that that God was before the same. They say, no, they didn't say. They are found, they are what I said, no, 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 no. There was even those who were not Jews, those who were outcasts, taking sure of the celebration one. Okay. He said, he said this. He said, he said, he said, don't even give me the bread. Give me the crumbs. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Jesus turned nobody back. He never made a mention that your sin actually is what I'm going to or, or that God is punishing you and I'm telling you right now, I shouldn't leave you because your time of healing has not come. You are paying for what you have done. No. No one. Christ revealed God's nature by healing all. He went about healing all, healing all, healing all. And he did that to show. So if we interpret Exodus 26, it's only God put to the God committed. And everything in life with Job is not God inflicted, it's God committed. Because God doesn't manufacture it. God doesn't produce it. It is not in his arsenal. There's no stomach for infirmity in heaven. And the church must know this. Christ has come as a leader of the new covenant. He has appeased the wrath of God forever. Everything in the book of life was revealed Jesus. And now that he's here, he's here as a total sacrifice. Once and for all. Once and forever. God no more wants any man to perish. God no more wants man to be destroyed. God's right now is for all men to see. 
and that's why it came. Listen to me. That is in, 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 in Hebrews 9. It says, it says the blood of goats and bulls that was put over Eva was so strong enough to take away what the God was seen. But Christ came by the blood of God and by the son of Holy Spirit and offered up himself once and for all for the entire world. Listen. When Christ came on that cross, he destroyed death once and for all, and the power of, the, of, of death and the devil has been once and for all put on that cross. So the world is free. The world is being rescued. We need to know that as, as, as believers. COVID-19 is not God. God shields from COVID-19. SARS is not God. God shields from SARS. Those things come when men begin to engineer themselves to do wickedness. Today, the atmosphere in the world is clean and clear. Waters are getting more cleaner. The atmosphere is settling down. The decision is this. The ecosystem is revamping itself. Climate change is, 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 is getting better. In just these three months, it shows you that if man is going to be no further, more havoc will come in the future because of man's activity on this planet. It's not God. And it's those who, whose hearts have been sold to the devil that sits down to orchestrate things like this and will put it on God. God's wrath has been fully satisfied when Christ dies. God takes no pleasure in inflicting pain. It's not, it's not, it's not, it, it derives no pleasure in people suffering. Today in the world, you find people dying everywhere. It's not, it's, it's, it's not, it's not the that any man should perish. So it's not God's will. If it's not God's will, then God will not pursue the thing that will make our engineer men to perish and be destroyed. So tonight, I don't want us as believers to go around telling that God is the cause of the event COVID 19. Because the sins of men are too much. And he wants to take his pound of flesh. God has no pound to take. He has taken it on the devil by the sacrifice of his son on the cross. What we right now we go for? Proclaiming grace and life. The healing of God upon the world. You know what you can do right now is just take a while to pray. You just pray the peace of God as a church. Yeah, the peace of God. The tranquility of God over the earth. Over the earth today. Over the earth today. Over the earth today. Yeah, we know right now that it's not the will of God. It's not God. It's not. It's not. It's the devil. And when it's the devil, then we can stand him face to face and stop him in his tracks. The moment we begin to believe it's the devil, then we lose our standing to stand in authority against him. It's not God. It's the devil. Let us pray. Father, thank you for your word. We know you are good. Thank you for this one of God. Your children will rise up and become aware of the dream. That in you there is no death and in heaven there is no disease. As, as it is in heaven, so shall be on earth. There is no pain in heaven. Therefore, God's will is that there is no pain on earth. No matter what pain we see today, it's God's will there is no pain on earth. As it is in heaven, no disease on, in heaven. Therefore, it's God's will that is not dissolved. No matter what we see today, it's still God's will. It won't change the will of God. Lord, help the church see your will. And help us stand in that will. Until the fullness of your glory is revealed unto us. We pray this evening that the healing power 
will reign supreme in the world. The activities of the devil will be shortened. Every vessel that is yielding itself, every nation, every leader, every corporation give themselves as instruments in the hand of the devil to wreak havoc and put disease in our world. Lord, you expose them. You stop them in their tracks. Thank you, God, because your healing power supersedes. Thank you, because it's a reversal. And Lord, we shall see it. We're not alarmed by the numbers. We're not taking apart by the numbers. We're taken only by faith. We are taken only by faith. We respond only to faith. And we preach the gospel of life and grace. Thank you because your hedge is continually around the world and around your own children. Thank you because we are shielded and we are kept. Your presence is kept away. Disease is kept away. Pandemic is kept away. Epidemic is kept away. For we know it's not of you. And it's not from you. But it is from the devil. Thank you, Father. We take authority over every falsehood, over every wrong teaching, over every wrong and the devil on the earth. And the way your truth shall spread, your truth shall reign. 